Welcome back, Sats Pack. It's Jason. I hope everybody's doing well. Let's just do a quick rundown on some of the big transactions that are happening in the NFL. We'll do some standings, look at some odds for the NBA. Been watching a lot of basketball lately. Not a lot else going on in the sports world that, I, uh, that I'm digging. But let's check out the NFL, see what's going, and see the ever-changing world. We'll, we'll just go down through getting this list through Sport Track, some of the transactions that are happening, so some of the players that are staying with their team or either signing with a new team. Interesting one just happened. Josh Gordon is actually signing with the Chiefs. So we'll see how that turns out. Aaron Rodgers re-signed, I mean, with, with Josh Gordon. I mean, he, to say maybe he might be a little over the hill, uh, it would be nice. But this, is probably, this might be like a prove it in the practice preseason, see if uh, Josh keeps a spot on the team. If he's somewhat competent, I mean, he's a big receiver, athletic. If he still has something left in a tank, this is a good signing for the Chiefs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if anybody heard, but he heard, but he signed a four-year contract, four or five-year four or five-year contract with the Packers. He's returning. Seems only right. Doesn't seem right if he was actually playing for another team. Sticking out with the Packers, it looks like for the rest of his career, as long as something doesn't happen and he, and he starts requesting a trade. Next up, we got Bobby Wagner, big player, uh, team captain for the Seattle Seahawks for six years getting cut. I think that saves him around $13 million cap money. Russell Wilson, big trade going to Denver. So Seattle, obviously, hitting the restart button, reset button, Russell Wilson. Um, moving over, or, you know, getting Chester to Denver. He's only 33. He's, I think, you know, he hasn't not played a lot. And Denver obviously has history of getting a player, specifically a quarterback, and bring him to the Super Bowl. All right, let's go down the list here, see what else is popping off. Anything? Oh, Dak Prescott converted $18 million of his 2022 salary into a signing bonus. So he gets that paid right away, clearing $14.4 million of cap space with Dallas. Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers, signed a three-year $60 million contract with him. Chris Godwin offered a one-year $19.1 million franchise tag with Tampa Bay. Devontae Adams, the same, offered a one-year $20.145 uh, $20 million franchise tag by Green Bay. A little bit more because Devontae, I believe, has been in the league longer. Is that why his franchise tag is a little higher? Um, going down with that trade a little bit more in detail. With Drew Locke was traded to Seattle from Denver with the 2023 First round pick, Noah Font, Shelby Harris, 2023 second round pick, 2022 first round pick, that's the ninth one, 2022 second round pick, that's the 40th, the 22 to fifth round pick, uh, that's the 144th for Russell Wilson, and a 2022 fourth round pick of 114. Now they trade away like a lot, but I know they had some assets to trade. But, you know, a lot of people say, well, those are, you know, some starters. That's a lot of starters you pass up. Think about all the quarterbacks that Denver's been trying to develop, you know, draft and develop and has failed that have been first-rounders. I mean, there you go. That's a captain of your team. That's ahead of your team right there. Without him, without a good quarterback, you guys aren't going anywhere. So I think it was a good trade.
we'll see what happens obviously in the year but i think it was a good trade cam robinson well i mean for the for the 49ers is good because we don't have to face him anymore twice a year <clears throat> um cam robinson left tackle for the jaguars signed a franchise tag one year 16.62 million all right Let's see any other big uh, dalton schultz offered a Franchise tag, the, the, the tight end for the Cowboys, one year, 10.9 10, 10. million. Same thing with Gex, uh, Mike Getsky, tight end for the Dolphins, one year, 10.9 million. Let's check it out here. Orlando Brown offered a one year, $16.62 million franchise tag by Kansas City. It's a big left tackle. Been around the league, 49ers, leaving the Patriots, Raiders. Kyle Van Noy looks like his days with the Patriots are over, and he has been released. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll sign him on a free agency, but it's a fur right now. He's off his contract and release. Of course, he was picked up as a free agent after the Miami Dolphins cut him uh, just shortly into the year last year. Uh, also, a note on the Patriots, it looks like they're not going to sign J.C. Jackson. They're stud quarterback that nobody seems to like over here for whatever reason but um he's a ball hawk absolutely i think in his three years in the league he has 25 interceptions the guy knows how to intercept the freaking ball michael thomas uh wide receiver for the saints converted 14.3 million of his base salary and 250 roster points into a signing bonus adding a two year a two void years that cleared $11.6 million of cap with the Saints. Aaron Jones did something similar, con- converted his uh, salary. I wonder if there's a limit to do that. Converted his salary. Uh, that cleared another $3 million for the Packers. Probably a big signing with Aaron Rodgers there. Probably had to make some sp- clear up some space. Make a move. He doesn't have a lot. Well, I mean, he signed off for four or five years. I have to look at that, but try to bring in some talent for him. I'm pretty sure that was part of the deal that they were going to try their best to bring in some free agency, some some good solid free agents. All right, and let's see if there's anything else big. Let's run through it real quick. Just some basic stuff here. Nothing really popping off. All right, let's check off the let's check out the NBA standings and where we've been since the last time we talked. We'll start off with the Eastern Conference. The Heat are still solidly up top at 44 and 22. The Sixers are on their heels at 40 and 24. The Bucks, 41 and 25, are third. The Bulls, 39 and 26, at fourth. And the Celtics, who are surging, flaming hot, 39 and 27, at fifth. The Cavs are behind them, 38 and 27. The Raptors, 34 and 30. The Nets at 33 and 33, the Horns 32 and 34, and the Hawks 31 and 33. So it looks like the play-in game, I believe, is that the 9th and 10th seed? I have to check the Horns versus Hawks. But the Celtics could keep on making a move here. I think if they if they stay in the 4-5, that's a good first-round matchup against the Bulls that they can move on to the next round. The 3-7, I think, too, is, is a good matchup. It would be against the Raptors. Um. The two eight. I don't know if that's a great matchup for this. That that's going to be a fight in the first round if the, if it stays like that with the Sixers versus the Nets. Onto the Western Conference, the, watching a lot of 
basketball lately, and the Suns are still popping off, man. They're still playing great. Solid home and away. 52-13 and 13 leading the way. Best league. Best record in the league. Conference, uh, they're 39 at home. They're 28-7 and seven away. They're 24-6. and six. Their last 10, they're 7-3. and three. The Grizzlies are now a game and a half ahead of the Warriors. 45-22. and 22. Uh, Warriors are 44-22. and 22. It looks like they have, oh, they, have, they have the victory. So it looks like the Warriors may have the tiebreaker. I'm not sure on that one. Because it does look like if the, if the Warriors, when they pop up ahead of the Grizzlies, that, that basically will switch positions there. Warriors did win last night. Uh, the last 10, though, they're 3-7. and seven, So it's been a little ugly. Check out the NBA scores real quick. Last night, just see what happened. I did see a lot of the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors won the game 112-97. A lot of the players, the previous day, they had a back-to-back for Denver. They took it off to rest up and try to attack these Clippers and bring home a victory. And that they did. Of course, the Clippers are severely hamstrung right now without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The Warriors leading the way for the Warriors. Jonathan Kaminga, 21. Jordan Poole with 20. Clay Thompson with 20. Steph Curry with 15. Andrew Wiggins with 14. And Moses Moody with 10. Well, looks like a couple of the young bucks really showed out today. Steph Curry kind of had a quiet game. Check out the stats. Three pointers. Oh, they're actually pretty solid from three. Hitting 13 of 34 for 38%. The Clippers, not great. 12 of 39 for 30.8%. Warriors beat them in the rebounds, 51 total ones. Beat them in assists, 33 to 23. Beat them in blocks, 6 to 3. Steals, there was more on the Clippers side, 12 to 8. And turnovers, there's more for the Warriors. But overall, Warriors pretty much dominated that game. About time. They need to start winning some games. It's going to be a dogfight in the standings. Right now, as it stands, let's say they stay at three. That would be a three-six. Oof, that'd be a tough matchup. Warriors against the Nuggies. Gets the Nuggies. All right. Let's check out the odds for today for the NBA. Chicago Bulls visiting the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are plus six and a half at home. The Detroit Pistons is a very, very young team. If they play tough, I think they could stay within six and a half points, but the Bulls are playing great lately. Let's see what their last. The Bulls. They're actually 5-5, five and five, and they're 15-16 away. So they're not a great team away. Well, let's check out the Pistons' home record. Pistons are a little better at home at 11-21 compared to on the road at 7-26. Let's check out their last couple of games here, the Pistons. Pistons beat the Hawks 113-110, beat the Pacers 111-106, beat the Raptors 108-106. So, yeah, I think a decent bet there would be to take the Detroit Pistons in this game, plus the 6.5. Next up, we have the Boston Celtics visiting the Charlotte Hornets. The Celtics are minus 7.5 points. I think that's a little inflated on that line, and they're visiting Charlotte at plus 7.5. I 
think Charlotte just got their butts handed to them yesterday, though. Um, I wouldn't bet the, the the spread on this one, but I'd take the the Celtics in the line. But any game on the road's tough. Phoenix Suns on the road across the country against the Miami Heat. The Suns are plus seven and a half. Maybe they have some players resting in that game against the Miami Heat. Man, I wouldn't put. That. It, there's got to be a lot of players resting on that game. The Los Angeles uh, Los Angeles Lakers are minus three and a half points against the Rockets. I would take the Lakers all day on that one. The Rockets stink. The Hawks are on the road against the Bucks. The Bucks are minus five and a half points in that game. I take the money line at minus two to five on the Bucks. Oklahoma City Thunder versus the T Wolves. T Wolves are favored by fourteen and a half points against the Thunder. We're at home. <laughs> I'd never take that many points either way. Orlando Magic versus the Pelicans. Magic are plus 7.5 on the road against the Pelicans. New York Knicks, plus 7.5 points on the road against the Mavs. Mavs are actually playing really well lately. Toronto Raptors versus the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs are plus 1.5. Really? That's weird. I take the Raptors, man. The Spurs are not a great team. Unless... Yeah. Oh, you know what? They're down. I think uh, their their point guard is still out. Fred Van Fleet. Denver Nuggets on the road against Sacramento Kings. Kings are at home plus four and a half points. Portland Trail Blazers plus seventeen and a half points against the Utah Jazz. And Washington Wizards plus four and a half on the road against the Clippers. For fun, I might just take all those huge pluses and see where they turn up. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the Sats Beast Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Take care. Bye.